I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just your average. Well, we'll regroup. We'll regroup. This is what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we will, we will regroup. Um, we're looking to hear the number of opinions out there just yesterday on this whole eliminating health care or uh, health insurance thing. To come out with a suggestion that we're going to eliminate, eradicate the insurance industry is just, it's, it's, it's such a, it's, a, it's so false. And it, is, it speaks to the level of politics that we now have. The bottom line and the most important is that everyone have access to health care. That is the goal. I think you could never afford that. You're talking about trillions of dollars. It's just not a practical thing. We have got to fight to do exactly what every other country does and guarantee health care to all people as a right. And as Joe that mentioned yesterday, everybody's Bernie now on the health care thing, so he doesn't really stand out. Right. But I, I'm starting to think Kamala Harris, that was just kind of a throwaway line. She was on a roll about Medicare for all and health care and it being a right and everything like that. And insurance companies, I mean, we all deal with them, you know, your bills, and it's, at least you just get rid of them. I think maybe that was just a throwaway line and that she mm-hmm. doesn't want to admit it. That's or, possible. Uh, surely you, you would think something that big a deal, we're going to eliminate <laughs> health private insurance, insurance, private right, insurance yeah. in this country, would yeah. be more of a, a, a statement followed by a few facts oh, to yeah, back it you'd, up. You'd be ready. But she hasn't backed off of it, so she's been interviewed a number of times since she originally said that, and she was asked yesterday, 
So are you real? I just want to nail this down. Are you really talking about eliminating private health insurance in this country? Look, what we need to discuss is right. health care for all. So she won't. I don't know what's going on there. Um, now, uh, well, I think she's trying to have it both ways, as you know, politicians often well, surely, do. I think. Surely she whoever is in favor of that thinks, yeah, she's going to do that. And whoever thinks, that's Looney Tunes, hears her and says, oh, okay, so she's not uh, really pushing that. Well, wait a second. That would work if the election were tomorrow. Right. The, the election's in almost two years. You can't go with the... the <laughs> What's important is... <laughs> yeah, you can't just dodge that Well, question. I don't know. I think maybe you can. That's what they do. We'll see. Schultz is doomed, the poor guy. Why? Well, him saying something as reasonable as, that's just the sort of stuff you say in modern politics, and people get away with it. That's our problem. See, that's... <laughs> he, can't, he can't get elected with that, I'm afraid. Oh, I know. You're so right. But I just, I just, I want to kiss him right on the mouth for saying it. Um, I, I, And I disagree with a lot of the stuff he thinks, but just for somebody to say that, well, look, little Marco Rubio, little Marco, drinking all that water, he tried to say it, look... If we don't reform the entitlements, we're going to die of debt. And everybody's like, oh, shut up, you're a downer. (laughs) Well, I think, because Schultz brought up on 60 Minutes the other night, it's the same as the wall. Maybe that's the way Kamala Harris is looking at it. When Trump was saying, build the wall, the crowd's chanting, build the wall, Mexico's going to pay for it. What he meant was... I care about border security more than other candidates do. Right. I and, actually care about it. And everybody in the audience, except for complete morons, knew that's what he was saying. Right. Uh, the media likes to take it completely 100% literally and all that. but Literally, but, but not seriously. And I think Kamala Harris might be doing right, yeah. exactly the same thing. She's stating, build the wall and Mexico's going to pay for it about health insurance. She's saying, I'm going to eliminate the companies. She knows it's undoable. She knows she can't do it. Maybe a lot of her supporters know it's not possible, but she's just signaling that I'm even further than anybody else on making sure we all have health care. Right. Maybe it's the same sort of thing. And that's what Schultz is saying. He he said specifically on 60 Minutes, it's like the build the wall claim. He said, this is just, this is not a real policy. Right. Wow. Yeah. I but just, I don't know if you can get elected like sure, that. Sure, it's nourishment for my soul, but you and me and most of the people listening, we're all weirdos because we care about actual, you know, policy. What's going to actually happen? Quit promising us a talking bunny for Christmas. There ain't no talking bunnies. And we know it. But you know why the crowd will cheer that? Is because we've all had experiences like I had yesterday with uh, trying to get some medicine for my youngest son. So uh, he, he doesn't sleep, can't get him to sleep, tried all these different medicines, none of them work. Psychiatrist, this top guy we got, uh, now has uh, prescribed something new. And right? when you say... You know, trouble sleeping. It's not like sometimes it takes him a while to get to sleep. It's like up all night, right? Yeah, yeah. He might, he sometimes he doesn't sleep at all, right? Or he might sleep four hours in two days or something like that, wow. which means we all sleep four hours in two oh. days. Um, but so this new medicine, um, get a text from the pharmacy yesterday. That's going to be six hundred dollars. This medicine. Urgh. Do you want us to go forward with that? Insurance doesn't cover it. Oh. So, and and my my point is this is why Kamala Harris will 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 get somewhere with saying eliminate private insurance companies because anybody's had that experience like I just had yesterday you groan when you have that so here are my options well I could just pay for it 
which that's a ridiculous amount of money. I got a $3,500 deductible, which is insane, mm-hmm. which that sort of thing didn't exist a few years ago, and but exists now. Ruin us for a lot of families. I could spend an entire afternoon calling the insurance company and various places trying to figure out why it's not covered or or or, 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 or maybe it is. Or maybe it is. it takes two right. or three calls in a letter exactly. and they say, oh, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Or is there a different person I can talk to other than this one who will sure. say yes? Or sure. I can, you know, dedicate a whole day of my life to that? Erg. Um, there's all that stuff. So we all groan when we think about the insurance company and the whole mm. dance. So that yeah. that's how she's going to get the crowd behind her. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and and it's, it, unfortunately, the, the idea of, screw it, let's just have everything free, but I, I don't get a bill. Right. Let's just do away with bills, right. and I go to the doctor. The problem is that ultimately it will cost us way more and be way more complicated. And way worse. And way worse. See, that's the great lie that y'all get sold over and over again. The government will take it over, and it will be wonderful. <laughs> oh, another part, of this, oh, another part of this is the drug companies, right? So I, I call them up and I say, well, I'm, I'm not sure he'll take this. Or if it'll work. Is there any way we can get a dose Instead of, uh, uh, I said, how much is this? They said, it's a month's worth. Well, can I get a day's worth? Instead of paying $600 for a month's for worth. For something that might not work. And, and and the pharmacist said, well, it's a pill. And the way they make it, it's made in 30, bunches of 30. So it has to be 30 days, which is just words, really. Well, I mean, like what, what does that mean? It's like in a, <laughs> what does that mean? It's like in a foil pack? Like I, it's uh, the it's pill? Whatever or? the reason. Why? Of course, the insurance company makes it in, in batches of 30. So you have to buy uh, that much of, as a minimum. Right. A restaurant should do that. Now you have to buy a whole cow if you want a steak. That's just the way we. <laughs> package it. If you want a steak, you have to purchase the entire cow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the insurance, but the, so the, so the pharmacy companies get away with making, we've got a, a medicine the other day. It was only $80, thank God. But they gave us like a half gallon jug of this stuff. <laughs> Why wow. do I need this much? Wow. Because well, they made that much so they can charge that much. Because it doesn't probably cost them hardly anything to make it at this point. Well, yeah, that's a complicated uh, subject. Well, that's its but, own co- but they're all yeah. complicated subjects. Yeah. That's the reason the Bernie Sanders Kamala Harris argument gets some traction. We'll let the government do it, and it'll be free. Why do I have to get a month's worth? Why is it six hundred dollars? Why is this not covered? Right. If I call three times, all of a sudden it is covered. Sure, I get it. I get it. Everybody can relate. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bru- oh, hey, uh, a longtime listeners of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Harkin. Uh, we're we're trying to work out an ongoing conversation with the fabulous, the charming, the incredibly knowledgeable Craig, the Obamacare lawyer about the realities of universal health care and looking at different systems around the world and uh, and what it would do to the budget and uh, and all those related questions. Because this may be the issue of the 2020 presidential campaign. Yeah. You know, and I think I've just talked myself into believing Kamala Harris is trying to do this like the wall. Just a really loud, big pronouncement. Well, and it might be an accident, too. It was, she may have just hit on something. But we'll see. I don't know. As, as she's running up the flagpole. If anybody's saluting, it's been incredibly controversial, but I haven't seen the roaring crowds. No, even people in her own party are saying, wait a second, how would that work? What are you talking about? <laughs> And not to mention the uh, the you know the world of private insurance uh, they lobby a lot they spend a lot of money they throw a lot of money around to both sides of the aisle. Um, so there's element in the Rand Paul attack. <laughs> His lunatic neighbor. He's a stickler for good lawn care. How much is it worth to be tackled while you're mowing the lawn? We'll find out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Whoa. 
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Day of eating. It's the last day of January. My New Year's resolution was to eat better. I'm not sure I had one good day this month. Sorry to hear that. So I got to have a good day today. The two and a half pounds of ribs I gained, uh, I have lost again. So I ate uh, two racks of ribs the other night. I, I don't even know how I did that. It seems it seems impossible. Last and yet, day, it was. Last day of January is a good good time to take a look at your New Year's resolution. Yeah, hey, don't give up. Just rededicate. Uh, give up. You know what? What? Just give up. Quit. No. Quit. No. Rand Paul's been awarded more than $580,000 in damages in his lawsuit against his crazy, crazy neighbor who tackled him and broke several of his ribs. Do you have to pay taxes on that? It's income. What the, I don't know. I was just thinking. No. I remember at the time. I don't know. No, I believe the answer to. is no. You shouldn't have to. But um, I, I, Joe Getty, am the legal authority on the show because I almost went to law school. <laughs> at no point did I ever consider taking accounting classes. Horrifying so. attack. Yeah, you have your back turned. You're mowing your lawn. You're you're as relaxed and and safe feeling as you ever get in your life. And completely defenseless. Yeah. And you get tackled and your ribs broken. It'd be really scary anything like that. But. You give me a check like that at the end, that's life-changing money for most people. And, uh, I, you know, go ahead. <laughs> Spear me in the spine Ouch, while, I'm, while I'm trimming my edges sometimes. 580 gear. As long as I recover and I get almost $600,000, it's a life-changing deal for me and my kids. His crazed, hot-headed neighbor, Renee Boucher, Reen Boucher, uh, a couple of years ago, he's uh, mowing his lawn in Kentucky, $375,000 in punitive damages. Two hundred grand for pain and suffering, plus seventy eight hundred and thirty four dollars for medical expenses. That's not that much. It was only seven hundred dollars worth of medical problems. No, seventy eight hundred oh, okay. and thirty four. Uh, Paul said afterward he hopes the jury's verdict sends quote a clear message that violence is not the answer. The <laughs> Thank problem, you for that. The problem is that uh, clear messages are wasted once somebody loses their temper. Usually, on the other hand, the idea that his lawn debris would cause me to attack him physically. Uh, I believe both of the men are in their 60s, right? Yeah. Or at least their 50s. It makes you a complete lunatic. Yes, it does. Again. Lotus clippings on my yard! That was sound of the incident right there. There you go. (laughs) So anyway, justice is finally done, and the libertarian from Kentucky and his ribs are fine. Or so I understand it. Big development in VA health care. It's one of those things... If I were a better human being, I would merely be happy. The fact that it took this long and there are still people against it makes me crazy. Veterans who live a a half hour or more uh, away from a VA facility will be allowed to seek primary care and mental health services outside of the VA system from private care. Why are they doing that? Also... Anybody who 
Well, okay, we'll get to that. Also, the other big aspect of this is that anybody, any veteran who faces a wait of 30 days or more for an appointment at their closest VA facility, um, uh, it was 30 days, now it's going to be 20, can get private care. So you can't treat veterans like cattle and tell them, I don't care if you're sick, we'll see in six weeks, you know, 50 miles away. But it wasn't the point of the VA that it was a better, more efficient way to get health care for our veterans? Wasn't, isn't that the original point? Well, yeah, I suppose, in a way, yeah, it's, it's organized to care for our vets. And you're saying, then aren't you saying at this point this is a worse way to get health care? So we're going to let it, you go into the private world? But sometimes it is. Well, that's the point of the bill. When it is, you go to the private world. When you can't get an appointment or staffers are faking up appointments and rigging the schedules and lying systematically and never get fired. (laughs) Uh, When they're doing that, yeah, the vet can get private care. And the fact that there's still people fighting against it just goes to show you how insane and feverish the desire for big government is. I can't imagine with the, the horrific sins of the VA in recent years, anybody's against this. Yet some people are. Critics fear that private health care, which tends to have higher costs than government-provided care, will force the department to cut corners elsewhere. How about employing lying scum? Why don't you cut that corner? How about you fire everybody who screwed our vets? That would save you some money. Congressionally mandated report in 2016 by a panel on um, the Commission on Care analyzed the cost of sending veterans into the community for treatment and warned that it would cost more. Well, yes, it would cost more than abusing the vets. How about you reform the VA? But that is so hard to do. God, a bureaucracy, once it exists, is its a monster. It really is. It's a monster. It's, it's like a blockage in an artery. It's just incredibly hard to do anything about it. But we have, so you have that development, and then you have a presidential race coming up in which a number of the participants that have a legitimate shot of winning are for doing away with the private health care industry. Right. So that right. alternative wouldn't exist for any of us. I have a great, great email in my greasy mitt right here from longtime Armstrong and Getty fan who is uh, living in England. Hello! Right now. And Cheerio! Uh, at no point... In her email, did she say either hello or cheerio? Mm. Uh, but describes in, in detail the situation with the universal health care of Britain, which is often cited as just a wonderful idea in the future of America. Uh, we'll share that with you. How about before the end of the hour? Okay, Isn't that the really world's good. biggest bureaucracy? Uh, the NHS or whatever it's called over there? Maybe. I don't know. Is it? I think that's what that Mark, the Pentagon? Mark Stein's always going on about. Ah, okay. All right. So we'll have that for you, and it's really interesting and revealing. And listen, it's not a like a political editorial. It's just a description, and I think you'll be intrigued. So we got this text. Uh, I work for a major pharmaceutical company, and one of the reasons you can't get a single dose is that the FDA regulates it so strictly that giving a single dose would be considered a sample, and we're not allowed to give out samples. So uh, who wow. knows if somebody bribed government to make that a law well, right. so that you'd have to force a giant amount to be purchased all at once all the time right and that's the great question of uh, all these laws that are designed to protect us about half the time it's misguided or way behind the times bureaucrats who are trying to keep up with 
you know, the, the private market and the way human beings interact. The idea that the uh, government can centrally plan an economy is a disastrous lie. So about half the time it's that. About half the time it's the companies themselves have bribed their legislature sure. to pass these these regulations for your own good just to eliminate competition or increase their own profits. Well, wouldn't you love, love to make it a law that... No, you can't buy single beers. You have to buy them at 30 at a time. That's just the way it works. Well, that won't affect me. That really wouldn't. That'd be handy. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New report on voter fraud in the U.S. Congress considering a new national holiday and one of the most effective ways to stop smoking may surprise you. Vote fraud doesn't exist. I keep hearing that. Good stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. San Francisco might be the first city to ban facial recognition technology. Huh. That's interesting. How about uh, let's ban people pooping on the sidewalk hey, no. and then get to the facial recognition stuff? How about needles? Well, I see their point. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Ellie, Washington examiners reporting Pennsylvania and Texas are now indicated there are significant numbers of non-citizens that have somehow become registered voters. No way. Showing yet again the biggest problem with voter integrity measures is not that they are too tough, but they are too lenient. If only we, I, had been shouting this for years, that the idea there is no voter fraud is ridiculous. There was no means to investigate voter fraud. There was no stringency. There was no aggressiveness. There was there was no intent to figure out if there was voter fraud. And the way the way you just phrased it, I don't I don't understand why it has to be looked at that way. Where any attempt to stop fraudulent voting is clearly an attempt to disenfranchise minorities. I mean, well, that's the spin that those who benefit from sure. fraudulent voting put on it because but don't they, they get you it. back on your heels. You're racist, as always. Last week, the Texas Attorney General announced the Secretary of State had informed him that 95,000 non-citizens were on Texas voter rolls and that at least 58,000 of them actually had voted at least once. Wow. 58,000 yes. non-citizen votes yes. at minimum. Yes. And I remember John Stewart on The Daily Show smugly saying, they're talking about vote fraud. There have been two cases prosecuted. Two. And he's a smart guy. Yep. You know, and I just, I found it hard to believe that he had missed something so obvious. If the police no longer pull over anybody for speeding, they don't even radar anymore. Is John Stewart going to get on the Daily Show and say, nobody speeds? There's no speeding. There are no tickets given out. <laughs> I mean, it's such horrifically flawed logic, you can't believe a grown-up indulges in it. And now with the report out of Texas, there are reports that nearly 12,000 non-citizens similarly were on voter rolls in Pennsylvania, and top lawmakers suspect that number could still be higher. So how are they registering, do you know, in those individual states in California? they got a system where uh, you can register at the DMV. Well, actually, at this point, everybody's automatically registered, I think, when you get your driver's license. And they're they're pre-registering 16 and 17-year-olds for when they turn 18. And, by the way, you can get a driver's license as an illegal and have to affirmatively state, I am not a citizen. Do not register me. 
There is absolutely no reason to think that the uh, the Texas and Pennsylvania numbers are notable. I mean, are, are outliers among American states. I think it'd be fairly safe to assume that you'd find results that bad all across America. And in a well, state like California, whose voter system is designed so lots of non-citizens can vote, deliberately designed by the Democratic Party, um, I, I believe it could be 150,000. could okay. be 200,000. See, that was the point of my question is, so California, run by Democrats, has you know put a system in place to allow illegals to vote because the illegals are probably going to vote Democrat. Well, why would that happen in Texas, where the illegals are probably going to vote Democrat and the state's run by Republicans? So how, how has it happened, I wonder, that they got registered? Well, the voter, the honor of voter rolls has practically been the honor system for many years. You know, as a sure. guy who grew up in, in Chicagoland. I've always know, been the, amazed. The dead voted in astounding numbers in Chicago throughout all my youth. Um, and so now there are organized, uh, you know, efforts to, yep. to, to get over, mm. you know, to dupe the system, and, and it's working. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell was... And, and as you point out, any effort, sorry, Marshall, right. any effort to be the least bit vigilant about voter fraud, you immediately get hit with the charge of racism and voter suppression. Mitch McConnell was speaking on the Senate floor against a Democratic bill that would make Election Day a national holiday, a paid holiday for federal workers. That's what America needs, another paid holiday and a bunch of government workers being paid to go out and work. I assume our folks on our colleagues on the other side on their campaigns. Senator McConnell, (laughs) it exists purely so government union members will all vote. Senator McConnell said the bill is nothing more than a power grab by the Democrats. Well, what, what's, what would the holiday be, though, have we decided? Another day off? Election day. Election day. Just election day. Yeah, yeah election you day call is the holiday. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. National holiday. Everybody take it off with pay. I mean, we could make it, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson's birthday celebration or something, but I think it's just, yeah. I have a major new study out that provides the strongest evidence yet that vaping can help smokers quit cigarettes. E-cigarettes proving nearly twice as effective as nicotine, gums, and patches. You hear that? They must be banned. E-cigarettes are twice as effective yep. as the gums and the patches. They quit, they, you get, if you want to quit smoking, you got to do the e-cigarettes, obviously. Up till now, there have been conflicting studies on whether e-cigs really help smokers kick the habit. But the British study that came out is very, very extensive and could influence what doctors tell their patients and shape the regulatory debate in the U.S. I'm incredibly not knowledgeable about all this. So that's different than vaping e-cigarettes? That's essentially it's the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything. About, I know very little about this. But so when you see somebody that's got like the metal, it's a fake cigarette. It's brown. It's white on the end. That's yeah. an. What is that's that? That's an e-cig. That's an yeah. e-cig. And they're vaping okay. with an e-cig. The studies. There are, are other devices, but. The study's results have already been widely embraced by experts in the U.K., many of whom agree that e-cigarettes should be included in adult anti-smoking efforts. But U.S. researchers do urge caution, pointing to the unknown long-term health effects of uh, cigarette vapors on the body. Thanks for that. Figure out what you're putting in your body as an individual. If you're not, you're stupid. There you go. You don't need big brother for that. Lots of pie (laughs) and chips. Yeah. Well, as long as you know what you're doing to yourself, Uh, if you choose to do it, I'm shocked by your... You're gluttony, but uh, it's your choice. One last Well, my seven-year-old reminds me regularly, Daddy has baboos. Oh, boy. (laughs) Son, son. (laughs) (laughs) One 
One last note. Academy Award-winning director Peter Jackson is set to film a documentary about the Beatles' Let It Be recording sessions. The film is going to be based on over 50 hours of never-released footage of the group in the studio as they were working on the album. I'd love to see that. Yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the rooftop concerts yep. and uh, the Let It Be movie and all that sort yep. of stuff. We were talking about this off the air yesterday. Uh, to hear the Beatles discussed for one more minute, I can't stand. And I'm a huge Beatles fan. It's just been over-discussed. On the other hand, seeing them actually work yeah. in the studio yeah. and how they put that stuff together. And, and, of course, you know the tensions at the time. Yeah, I heard, it, apart I heard it described. Freaky, freaky Yoko was lurking yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I heard it described by somebody who's seen it. If you want to watch a, a bunch of video of four people who hate each other, you'll just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want one scene where Ringo asks to sing and they all tell him no. <laughs> And, and a, lot, a lot of the footage is in black and white. He's going to colorize it like he did for his World War One documentary. Oh, wow. Okay. They said it's going to be really huh. amazing. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So you can see Paul McCartney's face get redder and redder as Yoko <laughs> suggests what they could do with the song. Yeah. I don't know if I needed to be colorized so that I fully believe Paul McCartney's a real human being. He's, he's still around. I don't know. It makes him so real. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you were still here. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, so, what direction? So many. Well, I did promise that uh, note about uh, British healthcare. I you know what I'm putting off? Discussing some of the abortion laws and discussions oh, yeah. that have made the news in recent days. It's rough stuff. It's man. important, but it's very grim yeah. and, and very shocking to the conscience, the things that are being considered in the United States of America. Right? And runs counter to all polling, which right. is confusing to me. All right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Let it be, let it be. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. A Kansas man received stitches over the weekend after he was hit by his cousin's girlfriend during a game of Monopoly. The girl was going to spend the night in jail, but got out of it by rolling doubles. All right. The reference to the beloved childhood games rules. Um, uh, Among things we need to discuss. Oh, I got this text about the voter fraud. I get a friend of mine said I get four absentee ballots for my kids that moved years ago every election day. Right. So how many of those things happen around the country? Um, also, why is Steve Buscemi's face on Jennifer Lawrence's body? Why do we have that ah, video? Make it stop. Why do we have that video at armstrongandgetty.com? We'll talk about that at some point. It's uh, troubling. Yeah, you you get me started on back to voter fraud. You could, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it all day because it's rampant. And there are states of the union that have designed their system to make it as easy as possible. So speaking of designing systems. We have been talking, and and we, America, will be talking about universal health care, health insurance, you know, Medicare for all, that sort of thing, right through 2020 and beyond. I mean, it is perhaps the big political decision of our times. And we got this note from longtime listener. You want to bet which direction it's going to go? No, no, because I I have a very strong feeling I know, and and you agree. Uh, But Kate, longtime listener, uh, lives in England. She says, and I quote, I can tell you that I love universal health care, but only because I'm one of the lucky few that has separate private insurance. 
Kamala Harris's plan of health care for all will lead only to more exclusive, expensive health care for the privileged few, not less. Here's my experience with private insurance in the world of universal health care. When someone in my family gets sick, we call the doctor's office. Not only do they answer the phone and express their heartfelt sympathy that we are feeling poorly, they get us in immediately, always the same day, usually just as soon as we can get there. Once we're there, the waiting room has us relaxing on the lovely leather sofas, drinking coffee they pour in porcelain cups, no disposable cups for the privileged, with pleasant classical music playing. It's almost comical how nice this waiting room is. We joke we should just hang out there as it's nicer than our house. Anyway, she goes on. Uh, And then the uh, exam room is even nicer. Beautiful uh, artwork. Uh, Doctors who listen and take notes, making eye contact and spending quality time getting to the bottom of the issue, not typing away on a computer and rushing through. Uh, Yearly checkups are scheduled for an hour, a full hour of undisturbed time with my doctor, including all routine tests and and more. Um, And then... She gets to the contrast. My friends who only have access to National Health Service are rarely seen the same day. Recently, a friend's son had strep throat, and it took four days of calling daily, sitting on hold, being told they had no appointments available, begging before they would finally fit him in. Same thing happened a year ago when they had an ear infection, three days before he could be seen. I'll bet you 100 bucks that's the United States in 15 years, or 10, or 5. Another child I know had a hairline fracture, and it took two days before he could get x-rays and a week before the results came back. I could go on, but you get the point. Uh, I had x-rays on my super new custom aftermarket hip the other day, and uh, and they read them five minutes later. I mean, a week later. There's no excuse for that. Um, uh, bah, 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 where was I? Uh, generally, the NHS centers are to be avoided anyway, since most people agree it's the best place to get sick if you aren't already. In the NHS, yearly exams don't exist for any age. Immunizations are done in school, so there's no point, no time in the overburdened system. No yearly exams means older patients who need to be routinely screened for cancers or other issues uh, are likely to miss those opportunities. The NHS will do them, but generally it takes six-plus months to get in, and proactively knowing you need to book that procedure because it won't be discussed in the checkup. There aren't any. I've heard horror stories of easy things that should have been caught and weren't. Of course, there are better and worse NHS centers, too. The better ones accept only patients with certain rather posh postal codes. Zip codes, in other words. Another way privilege props up this system. I don't see how this exact outcome wouldn't come if the U.S., if universal health care is implemented. It will. Poor care for all and an expensive upscale market for the rich. The better doctors will work where they are actually making money and seeing patients that pay promptly. Wouldn't, why wouldn't they? The irony is that if Kamala Harris becomes president and implements this plan, she will, of course, be in the privileged few category. So here's a very quick distillation of what she's saying. You have a national taxpayer paid for system that takes care of the stupid, dumb, poor people meaning 80% of the population. I'm being sarcastic here, obviously, about you, my friends. Um, And that takes the heat off. Then the people who can afford private insurance get treated like kings. So in a weird way, it's it's absolutely screwing the, the 80%. No, you cattle go over here to the government system, which is going to be unimaginably unresponsive and abusive and slow and unprofessional and the rest of it. So the few then, you know, granted, we're all paying higher taxes, but the few can afford the insurance, they get treated like kings. I mean, that is the incredibly ironic outcome of this stuff. Now, the system we have is impossibly screwed up, and everybody agrees on that. Uh, I sure do. 
But man, that that siren song of universal health care, man, it's 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 alluring the ship of state onto the rocks. I'm Joe Getty. Local oh, the segment's not over. Sorry. Local man arrested after cosplaying Mr. Freeze and yelling cold weather puns at people. I thought this was America. They probably arrested him to save him from a beating. A local man was arrested early Wednesday morning at Walmart after walking around the parking lot yelling cold weather puns at shoppers. <laughs> While dressed as Batman villain Mr. Freeze. One of your more obscure Batman villains. He was dressed up in clear plastic. Was portrayed horribly by that moron half-wit Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Nobody thought the man's puns were very funny. The man told Is that me, a crime now? The man told me I needed to cool it. <laughs> Among other things. Uh, yeah, you need to cool it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> use my, my freeze ray on you. <laughs> Getting yes. hot under the collar. <laughs> no bad puns were a crime. They should be, actually. You know, there, there's a Not web- in America. Sean, there's a website that has drops, as we say in the radio business, from Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. One of the low moments in the entire history of acting. So, um, the threat assessment the other day from our intel chiefs, one of the things they talked about that we haven't discussed is they said... Freeze race! <laughs> and how dangerous they are. <laughs> they said the Chinese, the, the Chinese, the Russians, the whoever bad guys are getting better and better at deep fakes, which we've discussed oh. a lot on the Armstrong and Getty show. These, uh, these fake audio, fake video, that sort of stuff that will start being spread around as news. We've got linked on our website right now a video of Steve Buscemi, the actor, his face is on Jennifer Lawrence's body to give you an idea where the technology is right now. And right. she's she's speaking at some gathering. She, arguably. He. That'd be very confusing. Him. I'll tell you what. Late at night, I've had a few drinks. Oh, Jennifer boy. Lawrence is a very attractive woman. Allow me to break the ice. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's face is a very unattractive man. So. Uh, arguably. But anyway, the point of this Bit is not. guide for my taste. The, the point of this is not whether I'd go there. <laughs> The point of this is how good the video technology has gotten, and as the FBI pointed out the other day in the threat assessment, it's now get, it's it's getting to the will fool most of the people. It, pretty soon, it'll be would fool anybody. I heard a voice actor portraying Barack Obama. I'm doing one of those videos today, and he was so good. I, I that when they said that's a voice actor, I thought, wow, that's the best Barack Obama I've ever heard. Where was he? You know, 2008. Um, it was stunning. And and three years from now, there will be videos of, for instance, Kamala Harris saying, you know, if, if she gets elected president, God help us all. But anyway, of her saying, we need to assassinate the governor of Texas. We need to find him and kill him. In his Revenge <laughs> is the dispatch of cold. Oh, my God. You know, that's entertaining, but a bit of a distraction from the conversation. There will be video, utterly convincing. I mean, like 90% of Americans will be convinced it's authentic of somebody important saying or doing something utterly unforgivable. Well, a perfect example. You put out a video right now. Make it a little grainy and distant. Oh, this is just leaked. And it's a, a security camera from a building where Trump and Putin were meeting. And you have their voices wow. and a video of him saying various things. That would go around the world so fast. And any... Uh, any no, this isn't true, or denunciations of any kind won't matter. Or, or maybe it'd be Trump meeting with a great Austrian leader. Stay cool, third boy. 
Stay cool. Better the boy. Everything. Oh, you're so terrible. The guy was ar- arrested for yelling cold weather pu- weather puns at people. <laughs> Dressed as Mr. Freeze. Finally, the police serving and protecting. <laughs> Check out that video, Steve Buscemi's face on Jennifer Lawrence's body. See how good it looks at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, it's stunning. It's Well, it's stunning in several different ways, but it's amazing, yeah. And would you go there? You're oh, listening no. to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.